is Corbin Burns in the midst of one of the most underappreciated seasons of all time. That and more in today's leading off the Monday, August 31st edition. We promised you Dan Harris today. We did one better and we gave you Mike Mayer. How are we, bud? We're great. We gave him the old bait and switch. Also, that was your best opening ever. It was so good that I thought that like I was on a delay or something. It's something new. I, I might try. I just kind of went with it. Uh, I'm feeling good today. Joe gave me the pep talk for the Manscaped read, so we're going to try to do better with that today as well. And, and we'll you're going to do Joe's open, like, let's talk to the pros. Yeah. <laughs> Those little, like, cold opens he used to do were always, <laughs> always good. So, yeah, so Monday, you know, a little bit of a lighter slate than usual last night. It, it sometimes feels like the pressure's off when we don't have to do those huge weekend recap, but still a lot to get to. And I don't know about you, Mike, but Dan and I were talking some of my fantasy baseball league. The playoffs have started, so it's kind of crunch time. Yeah, absolutely. Some of my teams, especially in like a couple of the Roto leagues, I've, I've kind of like faded. And so I'm I'm not really on autopilot, but I'm just, you know, trying to be a good league member and stay competitive and then most of my head-to-head leagues my playoffs start either this week or next week and so i'm either i just made it in by the skin of my teeth or i'm already you know i'm trying to get in the last yeah minute. i kind of viewed last night in baseball as a bit of a meat and potatoes day and in the sense that there wasn't you know a ton of flavor and sizzle to take away but you know there are just some things to hit to me no you know game-changing pickups or anything like that. But I do want to start with Corbin Burns because he's just been absolutely carrying people all year long. The stat I had on him is he has a one five eight fifth fielding independent pitching, which is for a single season leaders, the 10th best mark ever. And it's the second best since world war two. That's highly influenced by his K to walk ratio, which the sticky stuff helped at the beginning of the year. I, I still like, I didn't realize that until I saw the stat floating around Twitter last night. Yeah, it's wild to hear you talking about World War II, something that was like 100 years before you were born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's that's the thing. Was it on this pod or maybe, oh man, was it Yates or on one of the football pods they were talking about getting into like World War II podcasts or something. And I <laughs> I fell asleep halfway through. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's not a ton of takeaway from Corbin Burns. Like he's amazing. He's probably going to be a top five starting pitcher entering next year, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I have him in our um, kind of like auction salary cap league. I forgot what I have him for, but it's way underpriced. So I'm, you know, he's definitely one of my keepers for sure. Yeah, someone who will be interesting to rank entering next year in the starting pitches is Robbie Ray, who continues to compete for the American League. Cy Young, he's just been unbelievable. Seven innings, four hits, two runs, ten strikeouts against the Orioles last night. Yeah, he was fantastic. I, I was I was happy that you put all those notes in there about him because I had a bunch of them like written down on the side of just maybe even going through like the trivia. You know, I'll let you go through the stats, but there's like so many crazy fun stats with like just how good Robbie Ray has been this season. Yeah, he uh, he's pitched a thousand innings in his career now, and he has the most strikeouts through the first thousand innings of a career for anyone. And that, you know, in some sense, it makes sense because, you know, way back in the day, like Cy Young and those guys, like he had a three to four K to nine. So those guys, you know, weren't going to reach strikeout milestones like that. But I still thought it was surprising. I never would have guessed Robbie Ray for that one. Yeah, well, those guys like Cy Young, they just pitched every day. So their numbers were all deflated just because they were just up there throwing with a wet noodle as an arm. 
I think I've had this idea for a while. I think it would be fun to obviously you would have to like not look at the stats. I don't really know how you would do, but to do a fantasy league with like the players and the stats from back then, just how like different and wild it would be. I think it'd be funny. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I have another fun stat here. So Robbie Ray, you said he's the fastest uh, pitcher to a thousand or uh, through a thousand innings. He has the most strikeouts of any pitcher ever. Mm-hmm. So a couple, a couple of trivia questions and I'll leave it to the Cracker Jacks to answer. So he has um, 1,241 strikeouts through his first thousand innings, which is the new record for the fastest. Uh, do you know who had the previous record for the most strikeouts through a thousand innings? And go ahead. Uh, no, you know. That's the question okay. for the, for the people. Yeah. Oh. The other one is, and we can answer this one right now without leaving to the Cracker Jack. So he has, he also, Robbie Ray also has the highest K per nine of any pitcher with at least a thousand innings like ever. So who has the current career uh, K per nine number for Something less for a pitcher who has fewer than a thousand innings. Okay. All right. So we're going to let Peanuts and the Cracker Jack sit on that for a few minutes. We'll come back. I was going to guess like Chris Sale for one of those, but but we'll see. We'll see until we get there. The last up again from that Blue Jays game was George Springer returned from the IL. He reached base three times and he stole a base, which is good because he was coming back from a knee injury. So you just like to see that he's healthy. He's been amazing for as long as he's been active this year. Yeah, he did seem like he stole a base, but I I was watching like that game on and off and I watched like the one clip and I saw him like running from third base to home and he didn't look a hundred percent. He looked kind of gimpy and I was like, Oh, I don't love that. Yeah. I mean, the steal, honestly, like, I, I just mentioned the steal because it's, you know, I guess it's just nice to get it, but you need him or if you have him in fantasy at this point, like you just want him to hit because he's, you know, obviously been in and out of lineup, but when he's been healthy, he's been, hitting really well moving on to the downs cody bellinger was benched versus a lefty last night it's the second time in two games that this has happened since mookie has returned and the dodgers have been at full strength and then dave roberts comes out and confirms he's a platoon player now so you know that hurts i think you know i'm still not we kind of went through this before where we're going to drop him and then he had a mini streak now he's cooled down again. You know, I, I would sit him. Look at You're going to have to look at the righty-lefty matchups coming up, I think. that We talked about it recently, but the, I, the Dodgers just drive me nuts because they always do this. Not with, like, a player of, like, Bellinger's caliber, but, like, Dave Roberts, has, he always loves platooning players. Even when, like, Kike Hernandez was around, he was always kind of, like, in and out of the lineup. You know, like, Seager would sit when he was younger. Um it's it's like something that like is always in the like the the back of my mind when I'm like drafting Dodgers players. It was like, you know, could this guy platoon at some point or like are they going to, you know, just like do funky things with like at bats or innings. It's frustrating. Yeah. And speaking of disappointing first round picks, Mike Trout, we got another update. He's still sore. He's not ready for a rehab assignment. That calf Joe Madden finally acknowledged, you know, he said it's getting close to the time when they might shut him down and apparently trout is the one who still wants to play and try to come back that's just the type of guy and player he is but madden saying that you know i think by next week once we hit september you know the angels might come out and make it official yep none of that is surprising (laughs) producer run the clip of mike saying i told you so (laughs) roll the clip yeah so we've already talked about it though i think next year 
you know, if you can get Trout at like the one two turn, like I think that's something you and I have already talked about. We'd both be interested in doing. Yep. The final down, and this one breaks my heart. I don't know if you saw this, Mike, when we were putting in the notes last night. I just put it in the good. I just assumed good things would happen to Josiah Gray and Kbert Ruiz, uh, the Nationals, you know, battery of the future there. Josiah Gray, four innings, seven hits, six earned runs. He gave up another homer. I mean, he's a rookie pitcher. He was he'd been good for a little bit, but maybe we got a little bit carried away with just thinking he's a set it and forget it. And then Kbert Ruiz went just one for four. That's okay. We weren't expecting fireworks necessarily in his first game with the Nationals. Any takeaways on these two? Uh, no, like you said, Josiah Gray is, is a young pitcher. You're going to get these. I mean, we even saw it with Manoa like earlier in, earlier in the season. This is just something that happens. Um, still, you know, very bullish on him long term. And then Ruiz won one for four, and his one for his one hit was like a blooper that should have been caught yeah. too. So. <laughs> So, okay, looking at some of these guesses here in the Peanuts and Cracker Jacks, we have Nolan Ryan, Chris Sale, Pedro, another Pedro, and Randy Johnson. So I'll give two hints. Both, first hint, the answer to both questions is an active pitcher. Different active pitcher, but they're both active. The answer to the second question of who the, the current career Caper 9 uh, number is for, you know, just it's a career number, but he's an active pitcher with only like you know fewer than three hundred innings. He is an active pitcher, and he pitched yesterday. Is it a reliever? No, they're both starters. Got to be a starter. Okay. All right, we'll keep peanuts and cracker jacks. If you have more guesses on that, keep sending them in. In the meantime, look, it's time. You just got to get the lawnmower 4.0. Leading off is presented by Manscaped. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code leading off at manscaped.com. You need the new multifunction on off switch. It can engage a travel lock created for people who like to travel. The optimized lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, it's waterproof. You can groom in the shower and not have to worry about making a mess on the bathroom floor. No mess, no pain. That sounds good to me. That's what you need to do when you're grooming and shaving. And using the lawnmower 4.0. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping with code leading off at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping, manscaped.com. Best one yet. We'll see. We'll see. If, uh, I'll have to send that to Joe. I'll have to take the audio clip and send it to Joe and keep <laughs> getting some feedback on that. So, some other pitching standouts from Monday Luis Patino, five and two thirds innings, five hits, one run. He had 19 swings and misses against the Red Sox. This was obviously really encouraging. He was also good in his most recent start. But like the three before that, he had been so bad. I usually love these, you know, younger pitchers. But I got to be honest, I can't trust Patino. Some of his uh, starts, the control, he just completely loses it. Yeah, yeah. And, and against um, the Red Sox. Is that who he pitched against yesterday, the Red Sox? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. so hard to watch that team. Um <laughs> against him or against the Red Sox, it looks like kind of a guy at this point of the season I was like avoiding. And so like he did fine, but I uh I have him in a couple of leagues and I didn't start him. Oh, here's a guess from Wonky Pangan saying Julio Urias. Incorrect. I was gonna transition that because he did pitch last night. He did very well again against <laughs> nice the Braves. It looked like for a while there that he had kind of like hit a wall, like this was his first full season. I was actually recommending trading him i did trade him in one league but since the beginning of july he has a 188 era so he has been very good on a per inning basis luis castillo six innings three runs eight strikeouts against the cardinals what a turnaround he made to his season 
Yeah, if you look at his like ERA by month, it's a wild ride. It was like six, eight, and then like low, and then it went back up, and now he's pitching well again. It's still, you know, it's averaged out to like 4.3, which I think in the beginning of the season is not what you were hoping for. But after April and May, if you if you had told me that he was going to have a 4.3 ERA at this point of the season, I think I would be like, okay, that's fine. After After eight ERA in May, that's fine. Yeah, it's so funny because like, you know, just you and I like kind of working in the industry a little bit. It's like there's so many more eyeballs on fancy baseball and guys like him in April and May. So I think he's going to be another who probably left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths entering next year. John Lester. Also, can we talk for a second that Dan Harris is in the chat? He abandoned being on the podcast so that he can go mock draft for football. And now he's hanging out in the chat. What are we doing here? I gotta be. I missed that uh, message there. Whoever said I missed Dan Harris? That's a that's a weak message. Hopefully, Dan heard the yeah. manscape read though. Yeah. Um, I thought Tuma. I thought Tuma everything he knows except the awkward transition intros outros. Take no responsibility for that. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> John Lester, six and a third innings of one run ball. Do we care? No. To the hitting standouts, Vladimir <laughs> Guerrero Jr., two for four, two home runs. What a great day. Like, this was a great day for you and I to be on because we had Vlad two-homer game. That's good for my brand. Ryan Mountcastle hit his 25th homer of the year. That's good for your brand. He's been hitting a lot better in the second half, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was tough there for a while. And, I, you know, I, I kept telling people not to give up. And I was, I didn't drop him anywhere. I told other people to pick him up. And a lot of people reached out and told me that, you know, they blindly believed in me. They didn't see it, but they picked him up and they've been, you know, reaping the benefits in the second half. 364, eight home runs in August and only 18 games. And in the second half, he's hitting 304 with 11 homers in 31 games. Yeah, I kind of wonder with him, and this is a bit of a offseason project to dive into, is... Did he, you know, make a change that's going to be sustainable and now he's just going to be great? Or is he going to be one of those, you know, Brandon Lau, Miguel Sano, Joey Gallo type streaky hitters where it's best to just leave him in your lineup, you know, through the good and the bad? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. we still have such a small sample size of him at the major league level that it's, you know, he didn't have any of those last season, but it was such a small sample yeah. last season that we didn't see him struggle. And then this year at one point he just looked lost. He was just striking out all the time. And I was like, I know what I've seen from watching him and I know that he can turn this around, but he, I've never seen him strike out like this. Yeah. And no, so he's got to, you know, probably end the year with 30 homers. So if you did just keep him in the whole time, you know, it has worked out in a roto sense. Speaking of those streaky hitters, Brandon Lau, another homer last night. It was the, like the first batter of the game in that Rays Red Sox contest since June 1st, Brandon Lau is, 22 homers with a 959 OPS. Again, just one of the biggest lessons I learned this year with those type of profiles, guys, if you drafted them early and they start slow, just just ride it because Joey Gallo, Brandon Lau, like those guys, they'll go on streaks and you don't want to miss them. Is that right? He has 22 home runs since June 1st? Yeah. Wow. It is uh, quite insane. In my like, you know, pretty competitive 12-team you know, home league, he was like dropped. <laughs> and so yeah. whoever picked him up is, it's been one of the best pickups of the season. Trevor Story hit two homers. Trevor, man, the Trevor Story is just like, he hasn't like completely sunk you the way, you know, maybe Bellinger or, or Trout or Yelich has in the first round, but it's it's been very disappointing. Yeah, I forget where I took him in 
TGFBI, but it was I had like a, a late pick and I took him either at like the very end of the first round in a 15, you know, it's 15 teams or the very beginning of the second round. And it has not been great. Yeah. Giancarlo Stan, another two hit game, another homer. He's getting hot just at the right time. And then here's one that could help fantasy managers if it's about picking him up. Bobby Dahlbeck, good friend of this program, homered again, fourth in his last four games. He's hitting 345 in August. We've seen these streaks from Bobby Dahlbeck before. I guess he, you know, fits right in with those, you know, other types I was talking about. Is do you think anything's different this time? Have you noticed anything or seen a stat that would make you think that? Well, I'm definitely targeting him when he's facing lefties because he seems to do better against them. But I mean, we've talked about him before on on here, and I was like pretty high on him coming into the season after watching what he was, you know, we saw the sample last year where he looked great and then he looked good in spring training and you don't want to ever really overreact to like spring training but he was hitting like 400 foot home runs to like right center and you love to see that in spring training like that easy power the opposite way and then the season started and he just looked like a different guy and he couldn't handle um like hard fastballs his bat just looked slow and i had him a bunch of places and ended up dropping him everywhere except for dynasty and now he's hot again. But then this is right after like the Red Sox acquired Kyle Schorber and they were talking about they were going to like play him at first base and Dahlbeck was going to go to the bench. And then it was like he woke up a little bit. And so I think he's going to be streaky if he keeps getting playing time. But I also like if they run into like tough matchups for the for head to head playoffs, you just can't have him in your lineup. Yeah, no, I, I think that, too. If Again, if he's worth picking, is he if he's out there right now in your league and you you need a bench spot, just get him. We have some comments to get to here quickly. Pickles, the intro was fire today at Dan Harris. Yes, Dan, please acknowledge that. Where was it? Also from Pickles, Mike's pitching ninja hat is also fire. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm, it I don't took know me a while to get this. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if you like follow the pitching ninja and like I'm a huge Roto Wear stand, and so like I try to get everything that they put out except for their, all the Yankee stuff. But uh, for, it took me like so many tries to get this hat because for a while they would just be like, okay, tomorrow at two p.m. We're you know we're putting these on sale, but there's only going to be like 50. And like, literally if you didn't set an alarm for 2 PM and like click on the tweet and go to the store, they were gone in like a minute and a half. Oh, and so it took me several tries to get this hat. Now they're a little bit easier to get because they're making a lot more, but it took a while. Go cards. Where does he play when Cassis comes up? I love the prospect question. Go cards, reach out on discord. And just another reminder, <laughs> if you're not in discord, if anyone's, you know, here in the Peanuts and Cracker Jacks, I assume you are in Discord. But for those listening, if you want more fantasy baseball conversation, come over to the Fantasy Pros Discord. Mike and I, Dan, Joe, everyone's in there all the time talking. People talk amongst each other. You can get trade advice, waiver wire advice. Just talk about baseball in general. It's always a great time. Moving on to some duds. So Coy Kluber returned from the IL four innings, five runs against the Angels. He looked good early, and then he gave up a grand slam to Jack Mayfield, I think it was, but I wasn't starting Corey Kluber in his first start back. Uh, is he someone you would start next time or did you see anything that you liked? Um, I mean, this is kind of why you didn't start him, right? Like the, this, this short start and he gave us some runs. We already knew he wasn't going to go deep. And so for a quick raise this week, I think I gave him a zero, even though it's a two start week, but with the assumption that most leagues are weekly lineup leagues. And so in weekly lineup leagues, I probably wasn't starting him because I didn't want that kind of like empty first start, which, you know, can only be bad for you. And so I forget who he's facing next time, but I think it's not a terrible matchup, but I, I would probably start him the next time out. I just wasn't starting him for this game. 
Yeah. He was, you know, doing pretty well before he went down initially. He had kind of turned things around. So, so I'd agree. He's definitely, you know, he's probably a good ad if he's out there available for you. Zach Wheeler, six innings, four runs, four strikeouts against the Nationals. Mike added a note, not terrible, but fourth straight start in which he allowed four earned runs or more. And yeah, Wheeler, I think we talked about this. Like maybe we just got a little ahead of ourselves with, okay, Wheeler's top five now, whereas we really should have always been valuing him as that, you know, more safer top 12 to 15 type guy. Yeah, I know you got some flack for putting him in the duds in his last start when he was like with the same line, but he had 10 strikeouts. But like his, it's not necessarily that he went six innings, gave up four runs. It's that he keeps going six innings and giving up four runs. And after what we saw in the first half when he had a 2.26 ERA, and now his ERA in August is close to five. So not trending in the right direction. We're a little bit worried. I know Dan mentioned it about just how many innings he's throwing and maybe he's just running out of gas. And, you know, yeah. I like how Dan keeps bringing that up because it's something that I am personally not acknowledging enough is like some of the innings bumps with like the veteran guys. I'm just like, oh, like they're a veteran. They're fine. But it, it, it is going to affect them all, you know, pretty equally. And <laughs> Dan really just needs to face the Mets. I also got to be honest, yeah. Mike, I did not know that I got flack for that. And my, my feelings are hurt from from whoever from whoever was well, that. well, we talked about it. As, um, someone said, I can't believe, you know, Wheeler would be a dud after, you know, striking out 10 guys. And I commented, you know, that was Tuma, blame him. So, <laughs> yeah, so my feelings are hurt. Circling back to the trivia questions from before, I don't see a ton of new guesses in here. We did have a, a guess of John Lester, which I'm assuming is not correct. <laughs> Great guess. So, bringing us full circle here, Mike. The trivia questions of the K per nine and strikeout leaders. So the previous record holder to fastest to um, or most strikeouts through a thousand innings, you Darvish, twelve twenty two, and then the current K per nine leader, Corbin Burns. Okay. I was I um I didn't even think of Corbin Burns because uh we had already talked about him and I kind of merged him in the in the Robbie Ray stats altogether. But you Darvish, that makes a lot of sense. I was thinking it has to be a modern guy, you know, a Verlander, a Kershaw, one of those types. So moving on to some news and notes, Cardinals manager Mike Schilt indicated that he would play matchups in the ninth inning for the time being. And then what do you know? They get a save chance last night. It did not go to Alex Reyes. It went to Giovanni Gallegos, who got the save. I know we all love talking about closer carousels and things like that. Look, if you need saves, you know, add Gallegos to the mix of potential options. Yeah, I had him in a in, in another league earlier in the season, but a, a saves and holds league, and I was just riding him for a while. He had some great ratios. Yeah. Jose Alvarado also got a save for the Phillies, but I just want to know it's because Ian Kennedy was unavailable. Clayton Kershaw threw a sim game. It looks like he will make it back at some point this year, but it could be as a reliever. I don't think he's going to make a huge fantasy impact. That's, you know, those got Kershaw, DeGrom, Bieber. They've been some of the toughest guys to evaluate and discuss right now. Yeah. Also, Wonky Penguin just put a great comment in the chat. I love that the <laughs> podcast started with uh, his burns overlooked, and then we promptly overlooked him for the trivia questions. <laughs> that is that is fantastic, Wonky Penguin. 
<laughs> Final few notes. Willie Adamas was sitting again due to his quad injury. It's a little worrisome because he served as the DH over the weekend in an AL park, but he's not good enough to play the field just yet. Freddie Peralta is expected back Friday. Matt Barnes was placed on the COVID injury list, so Adam Adovino is the guy there for saves. And then a really fun prospect note, Hedbert Perez. He's 18 years old. If you play in a dynasty league, he just moved up to low A. Again, he's only 18, but just trust me on this one. I'm not going to get into it. You need to add him. Whew, stuck that in there. <laughs> they almost got pulled. They almost they almost rolled the music and stopped you. <laughs> yeah, like the, the Oscars music when they tell you to start getting yeah. off the stage. Speaking of wonky penguin, there was a, uh, a wonky penguin Dan Harris note for the home run leaderboard. That's true. So much to the chagrin of Joey P, Joe Pisapia, we have surpassed 1,000 home runs. We're up to 1,011, well on our way to 1,200, which I think we can get to. And so there were a bunch of home runs yesterday. I didn't write them all down in the notes, and I'm just going to go to the sheet and start reading through them. Randy is up to 28 after calling Brandon Lau. Tough guy Joe Pisapia, who just has Barber, uh, Bryce Harper on Barber. That's, that's a good name for him. Um, Bryce Harper just on uh, Autobot. Uh, he had another home. So Joe P.C.P. is up to 26. Lawnmower Man 4.4 is up to 25. Lawnmower Man 4.4 is a home run in four straight days. So oh, wow. good for him. Um, Useless Panic is up to 23. Thanks to Tatis. A bunch of people called Vlad and got credit for two home runs there, including Dinger Dan Harris, who's now up to 23 home runs. And he specifically wanted us to mention that he is tied with Wonky Penguin at 23. So a bunch of other people, I'm up to 20. A um, bunch of other people are up to 20. We have, I think, 16 different people, maybe even more, maybe 18 different people up to 20 home runs on the season. So it's going to be a nail-biting finish towards the end. We'll have to keep up with it again. You can make your calls in the Fantasy Pros Discord. Huge DF slate, DFS slate tonight. 14 games, tons of aces, as always. We are graced with the DFS expert of the leading off crew right now, Mike Mayer, where are you starting with starting pitches? So this is probably a night where you're going to have to pay up for like, like you like to do Brandon, like you like to pay up for a starter. I didn't love a lot of the kind of like lesser arm matchups, which is normally I go cause I'm a big GPP player. So one of the like two different arms that I would normally pick in GPP are Tariq Skubal, um against the A's and Cole Irvin against the Tigers, but they're pitching against each other. So uh, that's unfortunate. It's kind of like a, it's not really a pick aside because it's not like Bueller sale or, you know, some kind of ace matchup, but it's like, I normally would, you know, prefer not, a, you know, a decent pitcher on the other side for, for those lower end GPP arms. And they're also like, Scooble is 9,000 on FanDuel, which is not great for FanDuel GPP. Uh, Irvin is 8,200. That's not terrible, but they are both really cheap on DK. So they could be, you know, either like a GPP gamble or like a secondary arm on DK because Scooble is only 7,400, Irvin 6,500. As for the aces, you got Walker Bueller, 11,300 on FanDuel. That's expensive, but, you know, you got to pay for Walker Bueller. A little bit more affordable on DK, 10,500. Brandon Woodruff, who is going against the Giants, so I'm probably not paying up for Brandon Woodruff today just because I don't know who the Giants sold their soul to or how they're this good, but they just are, so I'm not really going to target them but he's 10,600 on FanDuel a little bit more affordable on DK 9,400 Lucas Giolito is probably someone I'm targeting today that's probably where I'm going to go with this uh for paying up for arms he's 10,200 on FanDuel and real cheap on DK 8,800 I'm not really sure why he's that cheap on DK but that's going to be where I go with for both cash and GPP 
And then another arm I'm targeting is Lance McCullers against the Mariners. 9,200 on FanDuel, 10,100 on DK. And you can go up against Blake Snell if you want to, if you want to go down that roller coaster. But he's ninety. He's going up against the Diamondbacks. Ninety four hundred on Fanduel, seventy seven hundred on DK. So he's a GPP kind of cheaper arm. But he's going up against Zach Gallon, who's been pitching better. I was just gonna say, I see you have the note here about Snell being a GPP, and he screams that to me because it's just August. People might not have realized he's been as good lately, but he actually, I've been a big Snell detractor, and I gotta admit, he's been really good. He's changed his pitch mix. It looks like he's mixed some things up. There, I think maybe over the offseason, I know, you know, Joe talks a lot about this stuff as well, but we really should do some more kind of strategy talk about DFS and the difference between, you know, a cash game and GPP. I would love to do that with you, especially because it's clear you know what you're doing. As Dan note, you won uh, big in football last year and you texted Dan and I and you're like, what, what is happening? What is happening? Yeah, that was a great day. I didn't even know until like the morning after. And I was like, oh, man, I. I feel like I did pretty well. Let me check. And I was like, what? I won how much? So it was great. Yeah. Uh, some game stacks, the Blue Jays against Keegan Aiken and the Orioles, the Yankees against Jaime Berea and the Angels, and then the Cubs against John Gant and the Twins. Hit us with some lineup builders. So a friend of the program, Frank Schwindel, is only 3300 on FanDuel, 3200 on DK. He's, over, he's underpriced. Ian Happ has also been hot lately. He's 3000 on FanDuel. 4,500 on DK, so he's a little more expensive there. Nick Solak, who was recently called back up and is and is hitting well, uh, hit an opposite field home run again last night. He's 2,700 on FanDuel, 2,400 on DK, so he's free on DK. Josh Donaldson, who I don't think we mentioned, but we had in the notes, he homered again. He's got like four home runs in uh, the last week. He's 30. He's going up against the Cubs. He's 3,200 on FanDuel, 3,900 on DK, and then Gene Segura, uh, he's appropriately priced on DK is 4,900, but he is cheap on FanDuel 3,200. And he's a great Gene Segura and Odubel Herrera are two guys I've just been targeting all year in, in GPP just because they've been cheap all year. They're at the top of that lineup and they just produce. Yep. There it is for your DFS building blocks for the night. I did not forget about the home run calls. Dan, if you are in the chat, feel free to make your call here. Mike, where are you going tonight? I'm going to keep it right with the lineup builder, and I'm going to go with friend of the program, Frank Schwindel. I love that. I feel like there's no way to do this exactly, but like I know you get like multiple uh, homers if you get two, but if you call someone like Frank Schwindel versus you know Bryce Harper bought for Joe Pizzapia, there should be yeah, it should be weighted a little bit differently. Yeah, Wonky Penman for the longest time was like only calling catchers and like winning by only calling catchers. He was just like calling Mike Zanino and getting like two home runs from Mike Zanino somehow. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great way to uh, do it dan says he's calling marcus Semyon, but you know put it in discord or it doesn't count you're out <laughs> yep there it is again remember make sure you get guys get those calls in in discord we'll be in there chatting this has been the tuesday august 31st edition of here it comes Re regardless of how bad the outro <laughs> is everyone just remember how great the intro was i'm gonna go back to that and we'll go from there for Mike Mayer, this has been Brennan Tuma, leading off, presented by Manscaped. We will be back tomorrow. See you then.